Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. And we're going to challenge you to transform your financial future through the principles of the most profitable business in the world, banking. We believe everyone should be involved in two businesses, the business that you're in and the banking business. Everyday people can replicate what bankers have been doing for centuries to leverage capital and build wealth through private lending. Join us as we uncover the truths about money, expose lies and myths, and flip conventional financial advice on its head. Here we go. I better cut this out before Paul starts dancing. Hey, you never know. Could get a little weird in here. Good. Uh, so I wonder if people guess what our episode is all about. Well, I would say if they paid attention during the onboarding process, you know, and your process, my process, our process, they know what base premium is. Yep. And they know we are not anti-base guys. But uh, before we get into that, uh, what's been going on in your world? Anything new? Uh, well, baseball season is beginning. Basketball ended, uh, so we're into baseball now. Um, I'm going to Florida next. When am I going to Florida? At the end of the month, I'm oh, going to yeah. hit a Red Sox spring training game and take the uh, take the CUDA to a car show. Nice. So that'll be fun. Yeah, bringing the kids. So it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. How about you? Um, yeah, hockey is over for one of my sons. The other one, it'll be over by Saturday. So, nice. and then it's straight into baseball. He's already doing baseball camps and yep. getting ready for tryouts. Um, and then we'll start practice, I'm sure, in April sometime, right after spring break, I think is usually when they start it up. So, yeah, I'm doing some traveling too. I think I'm heading to New Orleans this weekend. Yeah, I wish we could have joined, man. Yeah, that would have been cool. But I don't know. We're kind of looking forward to ju it just being us and no agenda. And we just do whatever yep. we want. So that'll be, that was one of my Q1 targets is, you know, get a weekend trip away with just yeah. me and the wife. That's uh so I've got every quarter planned for our weekend trips away, except for Q4 right now, but we got Q2 nice. and three already lined up, ready to go. Yeah. We got yeah. June planned. June. Yep. Yeah. Go to Canada. So yeah. 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 It'll be cool. Yeah. No, I, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah. It'll be good. And then uh, September Q3, I should be going to my 20-year uh, college reunion. Yeah, that'll be Colorado. a good time. Yeah. Yep. That'll be fun. Yep. We hit ours last year, so that same, same, same. It was, it was a good time. Yep. Yep. So that's it. A lot of traveling coming up, trying to get out of, uh, get out of Dodge. We just got hit with more snow today, so I'm, I'm so done with winter. Man, it was so 60 done. here today. Yeah. Good for it's you. Sunny. Yep. good for you man uh well all right well, let's get rolling so we were going to title this all about the base but then we noticed somebody else stole that from us i'm not going to say stole they they could have thought about it independently and and put one out last week with that title so then we'll look like copycats if we do it so we'll uh we'll do a different title but that's what we're talking about all about the base yep right? the case for base the case for base so there's a, a lot of, disc that seems to be the hot topic right now, right? I think it's kind of two things. One is, and they go hand in hand. One is anti-base policy design, which is stuff a ton of PUA in there, minimize the base as much as possible, and then immediately take all that cash value out 
and go put it somewhere else, put it to work somewhere else. So, yeah. And, and, and it always comes with some sort of excuse like, well, I deal with primarily real estate investors and they need liquidity and they need as much liquidity as they can get. And, and, then, and, and that's fine, you know, whatever. Um, but they don't know what they're giving up on the back end, or, or maybe they do. Um, but we, we're going to unpack that today on, on things you're giving up by being short-sighted and really being afraid to capitalize. Yeah, it's really what it comes down to, being afraid to capitalize and not thinking long-term, which That's are right. you know two of, of, of Nelson's rules, is don't be afraid to capitalize and think long-term. Yeah. Did he know anything about life insurance and thinking long-range? A little bit. Yeah, a little and bit. He thought long-range, like generationally, not just his own life, but his grandchildren's lives and beyond. That's right. Yeah. So very cool. Well, all right. So let's let's get started. I think a good place to start is, you know, the case for base. What does a a healthy base allow for your policy to do and and become? We don't want to just talk about, you know, why you shouldn't do a small base, but let's talk about why is it good to do a healthy base and what uh, you know, healthy that that's uh that definition is is not defined. It's not, you know, yeah, we're not, not talking ex- specifics. Right. It's not an exact number, but it's pretty easy to know what an unhealthy base is. You know, that 1090 policy that everybody is raving about on on uh YouTube. Um so yeah, so you know, what are some things that a healthy base can do for your policy? Well, it's going to it's going to produce more death benefit right out of the gate. Yeah. Right? You're going to have um, and a larger dividend. You know, yeah. the base premium is really the basis for the non-guaranteed, you know, annual dividend payment to the policy uh, in the form of PUA, right? Uh, so that's that's great to me, and you can and we can we can show that to you folks, right? We can play with it and show you, like, look how big, look how look at the difference in the dividend um, if you. You know, you have a neck down PUA, you know, 10 to the base, 90 PUA policy. Or if you flip that around, it had 90 to the base in 10% to the PUA. The one with the 90% to the base is going to have a larger dividend year after year after year after year. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, that's a great, the very first thing you said, you get a larger death benefit right away. Um, I mean, it's life insurance after all. And really... The cash value just simply represents the amount of the death benefit we have access to today. That's right? right. So you want, and that cash value is guaranteed to equal the death benefit. At age so, 121. So why would you not want a large death benefit? Exactly. The larger the death benefit, the larger the pool of capital. Yeah. And we and we touched upon it earlier, right? It's, it's that short-term thinking. It's, I'm afraid to capitalize, afraid to pay a premium. I don't really understand what's going on behind the scenes in the policy. I can't think past next week. And it's to their detriment because, you know, the agents selling these types of things, you know, God bless them, right? I, I'd i like to think they know what's going on and they know what to do, but I don't know that that's true. Because when we see some of the policies that y'all send us that are just completely distorted and destroyed and have all kinds of, you know, weird riders that, are really sending the risk back to you in the direction of the consumer. It just, yeah. 
I, I, I suspect they just, I don't think they are doing you intentionally. Um, they're not doing, you know, this bad in, intentionally, but my goodness, it's, do you got to do better <laughs> and know it's your a product. And, yeah, it really, it really is. is. It really is. There's some fine print in there as well that you're not going to catch if, if you don't, if you're not in this business and you don't really understand it. You know, yeah. you're not going to read that and it's not going to make any sense to you or stand out to you, but it search down stands out to us when we yeah. read some of that stuff like, oh, you may have to prove insurability in order to fund this much premium after year one. Like right. it's kind of a big deal. And it, that is a big deal. A lot can change. I just yeah. uh, saw on Facebook, a, uh, uh, one of my buddy's wives from years ago, when we were in command together, just uh, she had a, a brain aneurysm operated on. Wow. And everything went well and stuff, but you know, young, healthy, fit, does CrossFit, all the all the things, right? But my goodness, you know, what does what does that look like for insurability after the fact? I I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. It sounds pretty serious. I haven't worked with that yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, so some questions I like to ask people. It's like you're you're getting this policy, presumably, you know, one for the death benefit, but two to kind of create a banking system, right? Become your own banker. Now, do you want to build a bank that will only house your capital for the next two to three years? Or do you want it to, you know, house your capital for the rest of your life, the next several decades? You know, are you, do you plan to only make significant amount of money in the next two to three years? Or is your plan to continue making money for the rest of your life? You're going to need somewhere to put it, right? Yeah, no question. That's the trap that a lot of people fall into is, and I've had, and I'm sure you have, we've had these conversations with many different types of people that you know, maybe have a fear of being able to pay the premium over long term or think they're going to make less money as they get older. And maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Um, but yeah, I want my bank to be as, have as many branches and be as big as possible, Dave. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I want to pay and, and this took me a while to get folks. I tell you what, it's been a somewhat of a recent um, kind of light bulb moment for me. And I do pay adequate premium. Um is that I want to keep paying, I want to do the things that I need to do to keep paying more premium because yep. the premium is the solution to my problem. And if you don't know what the problem is, go to Nelson's book. He explains what the problem is. Right. Exactly. So, you know, and I, I like to think is your income, could we deal with sometimes people in their 20s, 30s, early 40s? Um, hey, is your income going to go up or down over the next 10, 20, 30 years? If you're talking to right. somebody in their late 50s who maybe, you know, they they use the accumulation method for retirement, so their income is by design going to go down when they retire, then, you know, you have a different situation. But people who are uh, in their prime working years and, you know, I think 40s and 50s, you're, you're probably at your prime earning years. What do they, Thomas Sowell says something like 50% of people reach that top 10% at some point in their life. Yes. Like top 10% income earners in America, half the population, the working population reaches that top 10% at some point in their life. And it's usually in their fifties when they're making the most money. Yep. So, um, it's something to keep in mind that it's just a fact. Um, maybe it's not a hard and fast, it's not a law, but it's, uh, it, it's pretty predictable that as you get older, you're going to make more money. And I mean, think about it, just inflation alone, you're going to make more money because they're going to have to pay you more, more dollars, right? To do the same job with less buying power, but it's going to be more dollars. You're going to need somewhere to put those. 
That's right. You, be, you know, Jack will be making $100 an hour at Chick-fil-A next year, probably. Yeah, you're not kidding. Right. <laughs> so Yeah, no. But yeah, ab- absolutely, you know, great points. I, and, and, and your premium, folks, right? It's It stays fixed or it's going to decrease to kind of, you know, avoid the mech line, right? So you're putting those weaker and weaker dollars, premium staying fixed, you're making more money. Um, and again, this kind of, goes back to my personal stories. I started too small. Yeah. And added more premium, you know, a year, you know, roughly a year into it or whatever. So, um, well, and part of that was on me too. I was your agent and you were my very first client. I was just getting started and I didn't, um, I probably didn't try to push you to do more than, you know, what you felt, uh, this is easy. I can easily do this amount. So let's do this amount. Right. Yeah, I mean, what he's trying to say is he didn't really know what he was doing. <laughs> but, you know, you practice that, on your friends. No, you practice just, just on your friends, man. That's probably how doctors <laughs> and dentists do it. They practice yeah. on their friends. No, my uh, no, my first policies that I bought from Dave are wonderfully structured and designed, properly designed, and they're and they're doing fabulously. I'm about to pay premium uh, this month on uh, on Tammy's, and then yeah. mine a couple of days later. So, yep. But you know, are, they're only getting better. That's premium number five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's starting to get really efficient, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of my favorite questions to ask people is uh, when they're like, oh, I just want as much cash value as I can possibly get right away. You know, so load it up with PUA and minimize the base. I ask, so is it your intention to limit the amount of tax-free wealth you can create over your lifetime? That always kind of stops people in their tracks and they're like, um, what do you mean? Yeah. So then you got to explain. I mean, that's part of think long term. Like you are limiting yeah. by putting all that stuff and all that PUA in at the beginning and not having a healthy amount of base. You're really limiting the amount of capital you can contribute over your lifetime because that PUA is going to get cut out off at some point mm-hmm. or, you know, so that it doesn't what become a mech. That's right. Right. So yeah, no question. You know, um, I like that question and it has an obvious answer, which is great. It's kind of like a, it's almost like a trap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, it's, it's for like, sure a trap. But yeah, the reason they're, they think like this is because before they get to us, or before they get to James or Ryan or, or whoever, all of our friends in the, in the business that do IBC through the Nelson Nash Institute is they're watching all this garbage on YouTube and wherever. And they're, and they're seeing these things and they're seeing people who look official talk through it. And this is how you do it. Um, but there's no discussion of, there's never a discussion of the banking function. There's never a discussion of think long range. There's never a discussion of, hey, do you want to pay more premium as time goes on or, or less? Well, I'd like to pay more because I know what's going on. Um, and it's, so it's not a surprise, Dave, that the, that early liquidity is very appealing to someone who doesn't have a trained eye or is just ignorant to what's going on in the background. Yeah. You know, and frankly, I'm doing you a favor by encouraging you to increase your base and and increase the PUA as well. You know, just a larger premium so that a year from now you don't come back to me and say, "Oh man, I went too small. Let's get a second policy and you're you're starting over from year 1." So, you know. That's right. Yep, you want to And that's the other thing that isn't discussed is a lot of these policies that we see are designed to like pay up for 10 years, you know, then they're paid up at year 10 or 
you know, they, they illustrate these, these weird things that just aren't IBC at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I'm this big, huge, successful real estate investor. I want to pay $300,000 a year in premium, but I can't now because I can't get any more premium into this policy. So, oh crap, I have to start another one, which starts the capitalization process all over again. Just when that other policy was, man, it was starting to really look good. Yeah. And right. because you didn't listen to the right people and you thought short range, you know, you, you didn't think long range. Right. Exactly. And not only that, now you have to qualify again. Or one yeah, of your insurable yeah, interests you? ha- have to qualify again. Yeah. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't take your health for granted. Yep. No question. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we covered that, you know, Nelson says, don't be afraid to capitalize and, and think long, great long range. So again, read the book and, you know, just get this stuff, you know, just pound it into your, into your brain over and over and over, which is why we say it over and over and over. Maybe people are yep. sick of, of hearing it, but it's, it bears repeating yep. and I'll, getting back to the book. I think people need to read it a couple of times, Dave. Um, and this is not due to just recent experience. I've read the book seven or eight times. I carry it with me. I pick it up all the time. And I don't think you can, I don't think you can refer back to it enough. Yeah. Uh, and I, and again, I've told you this before, but I always pick up something that I thought I knew what he was saying or, and I just, I think about it a different way and say, that's what he's saying. So, and folks, you'll, you'll, you'll see that as you read it. If you really kind of start to nerd out on this stuff, it, uh, yeah, it'll become obvious and premium solution. Exactly. And then when you have that knowledge basis, you can watch those YouTube videos and listen to the noise that's out there and be able to recognize when somebody's not teaching it correctly. You'll be like, uh, does that really jive with what Nelson said in this book? No, I haven't heard that before. Or he didn't mention any of Nelson's principles during that entire video. Um, you know, it's, it's, People don't need to call him out by name or mention the book by name in order to use his principles, but it's the principles that are going to, you know, it's a litmus test for, is this person really, do they really understand infinite banking? Are they a practitioner or are they just using this as a marketing gimmick? Yep. And it's, he said that very explicitly early on in the, like the first page of the book, which is actually page three. Like this is not a marketing tool for agents or sales tool, I think. Exactly. So pretty explicit. It's it's not. Yep. Yeah. All right. So now we talked about, you know, you want a healthy base. Well, now let's talk about kind of our definition of a healthy base. So we really go with two basic criteria for designing a policy. It's got to be manageable and it's got to be meaningful because without either of those, what's the point? So, yep. Yeah. You're not going to become your own banker, Dave, with, you know, $5,000 a year of premium. No. Um, now, if that's where you think, need to start, start that's there. That's great. Right. If that's if that's where you begin, that's where you begin. I'm just, a lot of people, I've, I've got some clients that have, you know, pretty high incomes that their premium is, you know, 1% of their income or something. Right. Um, that's not going to get, that's not going to get you there in anything, whether it's 401k, a brokerage, uh, any of those things. And it's, of course, not in dividend paying whole life either. You might be able to finance, you know, a car eventually or something, which is great if that's all you want, but. Yeah, maybe, maybe you could, but it'll take a long time to get that capital base to do. Yeah, it's so. going to take a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. So, what does manageable mean? So, here's something that I think is pretty good to take away. Um, 
if you take the base amount plus whatever term rider and then that minimum PUA amount, which is like 120 bucks a year, all of that should equal a very manageable amount. So that's doable. You know, you look forward and say, well, hey, ooh, what if I hit the stumbling block a year from now? Or I'm, you know, I'm unemployed, have to dig into my, my emergency account for a bit. Will I still be able to make that premium? You, you want to be pretty confident, in fact, very confident that you're going to be able to make that base premium plus the term rider that's on there because you need to keep that going so it doesn't mech and then pay that minimum PUA rider to keep it open for following years. That's manageable. So that's where we'd say that's a healthy base. Yep. Yeah. Now, yeah. And, yeah. and what Dave's saying, folks, is that that's the premium that's required to keep the policy in force. Just to, re- as, just to simply reiterate, the PUA premium, other than the minimum to keep the rider active, which in a lot of cases in this example is 120 bucks a year, um, is optional, right? So base is mandatory, PUA optional. Exactly. So that's the that's the floor. Now let's talk the ceiling, which would be the meaningful portion of that policy design. So increase that paid up additions amount, that PUA, until it's you should be uncomfortable with it. I mean, like some guys we uh, we mastermind with, they're like it should make you sweat for the first couple of years. You know? <laughs> like, oh man, maybe I'm not going to be able to fund all of this, and you know, this year, or next year. Um, but the good news is, if you don't fund it, it it's okay. You're, the policy is right. still going to be enforced. It's still going to be there for you to fund the next year, because yep. the manageable piece has been has been set, and you know you can make that happen. Everything above that is gravy. Now you should strive to absolutely complete, you know, fully max that PUA every year. But if you can't one year, no big deal. You got to catch up provision the next year. You can go back and and make up for it. Um, and your policy is right. not going to lapse. That's right. Caveat with the right company through which to practice IBC, who's going to be the administrator of your contract. Um, that's something that you folks, uh, listening should, should ask. That's a question you can ask. And my PUAs are, is the schedule of those PUAs strict and has to be on the policy anniversary date or can it, can it flex? That's something that you want. You want flexibility. That's what we're after here. Exactly. Yeah. Is it mixed in with the base and all the other stuff for the minimum premium? Like if you pay monthly, do you have to pay that? Um, yeah. Or can you pay just the base and, and the term writer and, and the PUA writer? Um, yep. So manageable, manageable and meaningful. And we help you. I mean, when we work with people, we help them determine what those numbers are, even though you as the you know, the, the banker are going to make that final determination on what's right for you. Yep. Yeah. And we generally get pretty, pretty darn close. Don't we, Dave, on, uh, you know, that call I had this last week with a, with a newer prospect of ours. And I said, this is what I think you should be setting your premium level at. And he was like, that's exactly the number I was thinking about. Yeah. Cause it was based, you know, on some analysis, right? Well, so uh, he'd done his homework and he'd done he was, his homework. He was thinking long range. And, yep. and he was not afraid to capitalize then because you wouldn't be recommending a premium that would be, you know, one or 2% of somebody's gross income. Cause that would be a fear of capitalization. No. Although disclosure here, if you're making a billion dollars a year, I'll take the 1% <laughs> of your income and in, in premium. That'll be I'm, just I'm sure we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. 
I all mean, base. <laughs> man, I don't know how much the the most death benefit I've ever met on you know in I've met somebody who had a hundred million dollars death benefit on himself. That's a lot. That's um, that's impressive. And it was that's uh, an enormous all, amount of premium too. It was like all whole life insurance, like right? IBC style policies, like smart. That guy gets it. Yep. He gets it. He's good at making money, and he knows where to put it. Um, maybe he doesn't Isn't know that where funny? to. Maybe he doesn't know where to invest it. From there, it doesn't really matter. Well, Dave, the other thing we've learned doing this is that. You know, some of the wealthiest folks we've met or that we know, they're getting wealthy in their own business, not by handing their right. money over to some whoever. Right. They make it in their own business. Um, and I think that's, you know, you look at Bill Gates, you know, Steve Jobs, Wozniak, whoever. It's uh, where the best ROI is. That's right. In, your, you know, in yourself. And, and if you are giving your, your money to a broker... And you have your own business and you're fully self-employed, then maybe you don't have a whole lot of confidence in your own business. I don't know. You know? So yep. I'd, yeah, I'd say re put your money back in your business. That's a that's a great ROI. And this is a perfect place to do it. You store it and then you use it for capital expenses, for operation, um, you know, to to cover those paychecks when you have a down month or two. So, you know, payroll doesn't bounce. Um, and then you use that those funds to expand when you're ready. That's right. I want to talk about expansion real quick, Dave. Uh, had a conversation last night. Current client maybe coming into a windfall, right? And we had the discussion of you know he's still doing the traditional things, and is going to go down to a single income here in the next few months when he PCSs to to an overseas assignment. Um, you know the the question came up about cash flow and what should we do and all these things. And I said, well, you know, I think the premium is the solution. You guys need to start putting more money where you can get to it, especially going down to one income. You're going to need, you might need access to cash, right? And that windfall can provide it. And it can also provide it from inside a policy. So anyway, I just wanted to touch upon that. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Of course, his policy, the new one will have adequate base. There you yeah. go. I just linked it in there. Good. <laughs> there. Now it makes sense. Nice. Well, let's talk uh, maybe for newer listeners or people who don't practice this yet. Um, I kind of like to make some analogies on what the base and the paid up additions are like and why why is the base so important and such a key component of this policy and not something to be neglected. So yeah. I like to think of it as, you know, the base is your rocket. You want to send a rocket into space, right? So the base is that rocket. Like that's what's going into space. That's what's what what you everything you're building is around is based around that yes now the paid up additions then would be the rocket boosters you know yes. which are attached to that base attached to the rocket to get it off the ground get it in into the the atmosphere you know the stratosphere um and beyond and uh and then when that pua has served its purpose those boosters fall off and the rocket can continue that's right you know, I liked, um, and also from a policy um, strength design, right? When you picture, think of like a house. The you know the base is is like the proper foundation. Like you didn't, like you didn't hire me to pour your foundation. I've never done it. You hired the guy that pours foundations for everybody's homes, right? So that's your base. That's 
you're setting the foundation correctly. And then, you know, Nate and Brandon had a good uh, example mm -hmm. of pine trees. These guys are East Texas guys are great. Uh, you know, pine trees and oak trees, you know, pine trees have very, and this just occurred to me because I see falling down pine trees all the time on my way home from work. And uh, pine trees have very shallow uh, root systems. Uh, so they're easy to, they just fall over and you can see the, you know, the root, you know, pouring out of the ground. Um, so a strong foundation is that oak tree. It's got deep roots. It's gotten a lot of water. It's gotten a lot of sun. It's just deep in there. It's, it's going to take like a bolt of lightning to knock this thing down, right? Whereas that's your base premium is that oak tree. The PUA is a little more fragile. It's great. You know, you can make you can make two by fours out of it and you can build a house with naughty pine. That's what, you know, your houses are probably built with. But it's a fragile tree, right? It's going to blow over. That's yep. why they grow them for 25 or 40 years and they cut them down to mix stuff with. Anyway, because um, after that, they they get blown over anyway. Um, so that's your PUA premium as another, another way to look at it from a, um, a policy design, um, right. Look, so your foundation, your Oak tree, your rocket ship is absolutely the base. All it's about the that base. base. Yep. Exactly. What a stupid song. It's so catchy though. It's really hard not to listen to when it's on the radio. I'm like, you know, we could be driving down the, the street. I'd be like, uh, Feel free to change it, Paul. And he's like, "Well, I mean, you can change it too if you want to." And I'm like, "I'm okay with it if you are. Whatever." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny though. Just, uh, just it's just funny. Yeah, yeah. So, well, good, man. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say about. Oh, hey, before we forget, we did not mention at the beginning like we planned. Oh, to. right. We got a a webinar coming up on March 21st, 7 p.m. Central Time. The link to register for the webinar is in the show notes. So go down there, register. While you're there, why not just leave us a five-star review? Leave us a comment if you like what you hear, uh, because the more reviews we get, the more downloads we get. We had over 3,600 downloads in February. That was our yeah, highest that was, month. That, was, that awesome. was all me. Oh, you were just... I was just downloading and constant. deleting and downloading and deleting. <laughs> I don't know if that matters, but no, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, I, you know, I was surprised, you know... That it was that that much. That's great. Well, no, actually, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, we've been getting some good feedback. So if you guys have any feedback, please send it our way. It doesn't need to be good feedback if you have recommendations for future topics, um, anything that seems a little unclear or maybe something we said that, that seems like a contradiction. I don't know. Maybe sometimes we talk and we yeah. say stuff that, that maybe uh, somebody who's just grasping this concept at the beginning wouldn't understand or... Um, but just feel free to reach out get some clarification and, and give us some suggestions for what to talk about in the future. Yeah. Do it on the webinar, but we love, love questions, love the reviews. And, um, you know, when I started listening to these types of podcasts, Dave, back in, you know, 2019, whenever you, you're like, Hey, check out this guy, James Nethery. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I got one nugget out of an episode, I thought it was worth it. Uh, and I, that's kind of the feedback we've been getting is if, if, if I, Paul, if I can just get one nugget that just clarifies it for me, uh, that's just wonderful. And I, I think we're, I think we've been doing that for people. So, but by all means, if there's a topic y'all want to hear about, send them in and we'll, we'll cover it. Yeah, absolutely. We will. Um, so yeah, beyond that webinar, bring your questions. Uh, we may, you know, throw out a topic and just discuss that 
but we liked it. You know, last time in February is really interactive. We had some, a few people who had a lot of questions and uh, it's a lot of fun. So we enjoy doing it. We'll keep it to an hour and, and then we'll cut it off, but uh, feel free. And if you register and can't make it, we'll send you the recording. That's right. Yeah. Well, all right. I think that'll do it for today. Well, folks, as always, until next time, control your capital. Or somebody else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to David and Paul at theibcguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.